0: Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 103. Again, continuing with our Furniture Care and Conservation series. So, this episode is going to be uh, surrounded by insects and other pests and some things you can do about them. Among the other hazards that can damage furniture are the flying, creeping, crawling, and chewing kind. That are a constant threat insect and small animal pests of them all rats mice bats pigeons are a pantheon of insects the insects may be the most plentiful and the most troublesome though they're usually small sometimes minute and difficult to detect and you don't find them until after they've been in, involved with your piece of furniture for some time and through sheer numbers and a formidable persistence they have been gaining on us since the time of the pharaohs. Following are some effective ways to protect your furniture against them, these enemies. Detection. The first clue to the presence of wood-boring insects in a piece of furniture is often a small amount of what looks like fine sawdust underneath an object. We call it in the industry, the profession, this is called frass, F-R-A-S-S. And part of it is fine sawdust mixed with the leavings of the wood borers at work chewing on your artifact. You may notice such traces beneath a newly acquired piece of furniture or under something you've had for years. Small amounts of frass may go unnoticed by even the best of the housekeepers, especially if the object has been invaded on a carpet. If the floors are uncarpeted, make a routine flashlight check once every few months. Turn on a flashlight and sweep the beam across the floor, more of a panning light to create a raking surface against which the wood borer's telltale residue can be more readily seen. Areas where you need to clean better will be embarrassingly obvious, but what you need to look for carefully are for clusters of light-colored, fine, talc-like particles strewn throughout. So if you see any, look at the wood of the piece of furniture directly above them to see whether any small holes appear there. Dark holes indicate that although bores may have been there, they're presently inactive in that spot. But if you see light-colored holes that contrast sharply with the solid wood, you have current infestation, unfortunately. These light-colored holes are called bright holes. You may even see particles of frass being pushed out of the hole or two as the insects work. If you're uncertain about the presence of insects during the first inf- infestation, but, sub- <clears throat> but suspect that they are there, move the piece of furniture under observation to an area isolated from people and from the rest of the collection perhaps to the garage or to the barn. Make certain that the object is placed away from people where nobody can accidentally bump against it. If it is bumped in the right spot, old frass material can be dislodged. If you would be getting misleading information at this point from that faulty evidence, set the furniture on a big piece of dark colored paper and leave it there for a few days. If you see little scatterings of frass under the object, then you can return to it and check it. You have wood borers, unfortunately. Combating wood borers. Wood borers can enter your collection or your household in various ways. In a recently acquired piece of furniture, in a load of firewood, on clothing, or through an open doorway or window. Other types of insects and pests, as well as wood borers, can also enter in those ways. Some worthwhile precautions to take include the following. Number one, before acquiring a new piece of furniture, inspect it for bright holes, which means that active bores are currently present at work. Number two, install window screens throughout the building, that is to house your furniture and objects. Number three, during warm seasons when insect activity increases, do not store firewood inside the building that houses your collection. And number four, maintain a clean environment. Insect activity is encouraged by such poor housekeeping as particles of tiny food, um, which are particles left lying about, and by hair dropped in carpeting or in the cracks between boards in a bare floor. The general name powderpost Beetle or powder post Borer is applied to any of several types of beetles whose larvae feed on wood reducing the interior to powder three distinct families of this pest are the Anobidae, which includes the furniture beetle and the death watch beetle what a name the boss or false powder beetle and the lychee or true powder post beetle the liche activity commonly damaged furniture in North America. Their average length is about an eighth of an inch. They appear flat with a distinct head. Adult powder post beetles lay the eggs in tiny cracks and openings in wood surfaces. When the eggs hatch, the larvae bury deeper into the wood. As they bore through the structure, they weaken it by creating long, hollow passageways. Powder post beetles cannot digest cellulose but they can digest the starch content of the wood. Eventually, they be, when they become adults, they eat their way to the surface and leave the tunnel weakened wood structure through emergence holes flying off. These flight holes can be numerous, peppering the surface of the wood with holes about 1 6 to 1 32nd of an inch in diameter. So fumigation chambers are one of the ways that we can um, get rid of them. Powder post beetles can be destroyed by professional techniques in fumigation chambers. This treatment subjects the infested object to a toxic gas, commonly a gas, in 12 to 10% ethylene oxide. The ethylene oxide treatment is one of the most effective and it causes no damage to the furniture treated. It is extremely hazardous to use, though. However, it must be applied only in a suitable chamber by trained operators. Residual traces of the insecticide can remain present at least a week after fumigation, or even longer, on some materials so that a period of isolation after treatment is necessary. Unfortunately, ethylene oxide chambers are not readily available. Only a few museums at this time have them and most exterminating companies simply apply liquid pesticides instead. Avoid applying any liquid insecticide to historic finishes until you have tested the product on each object needing treatment. Some liquid insecticides can soften or cause a whitening in the finish. The isolation method, one method you can follow to eliminate wood borer infestation that is confined to only one or two objects is this first place the pieces to be treated in an isolated room do not choose a room that contains a freezer or a refrigerator vapors from insecticides including mothballs can filter into freezers and refrigerators even when their sealed doors are closed to contaminate and impart a foul taste to stored food purchase from local suppliers plastic bags manufactured for enclosing mattresses and other large objects during shipment. It may take several phone calls to locate locate such oversized bags, but most cities have at least one supplier. Objects that will not fit into larger bags obtainable can be covered completely with a painter's polyethylene drop cloth, with all the edges sealed to the floor with duct tape. For small objects, use a plastic garbage bag or a leaf disposal bag. It is always better to reinforce the enclosure by using two bags or two drop cloths. The double thickness of the covering reduces insecticide odor migration. Hang a no pest strip inside the bag of the infested object, making certain that the strip does not come in contact with the enclosed piece of furniture. Hang the strip close to the surface of the bag from an auxiliary support. Seal the bag with a twist tie, duct tape, or even weights. If the treatment area is in a cool place, put an exposed light bulb outside the bag, near where the no pest strip is hung, but far enough away so that the heat from the bulb won't melt the bag. The purpose of the bulb is to elevate the strip's temperature slightly, since the insecticide in the strip functions much better at temperatures above 65 degrees Fahrenheit or so. One unfortunate feature of this home remedy is that the furniture being treated must remain in this mini-environment for at least a year. Because of the life cycle of the infesting insects, the treatment may not uh, uh, not affect all stages, which uh, I mean adults, larvae, or eggs. And if the furniture is left in the treatment bag for a shorter period, Some insects would simply fly out and lay more eggs, perhaps within more of your collection. In addition to that, the no-pest strip must be replaced every four months because its effectiveness diminishes after that length of time. Other pesticides can be introduced to supplement the isolation treatment. Used only by themselves, however, other products may not be quite as effective. So take a liquid ant poison or a roach product that, and fill a syringe with it. If these products are not available in liquid form, then spray the contents of an aerosol can of an insecticide into a jar and fill the syringe with a liquid in the jar. Systematically inject the insecticide into each hole in the infested furniture, taking care to wipe from the surface any liquid that runs out. Unfortunately, this method may produce few or no results, because the liquid insecticide should come in actual contact with the wood borers as they do their work. Another method of treatment, perhaps more effective, is to place a large quantity of mothballs in the treatment bag. For this purpose, purchase only mothballs in containers that list parodichlorobenzene as an implement and ingredient, including listing Naphthethene, which are just a little bit less effective. Mothballs, like the no-pest strips, are quite volatile, and when they are used in large amounts, they may damage certain finishes. It is well to keep in mind that pesticides of any type, including mothballs, can be very dangerous to humans. Never use any pesticide when children are in, in the vicinity, since children have very little resistance to its effects. Adults working with these substances should always wear good respirators and polyethylene gloves to work where there is good ventilation. So other insect pests beyond the wood borers. The wood borers described um, are only a few of the many kinds of insects that can damage furniture and other wooden artifacts. Other destructive insect pests are silverfish, clothes moths, flies, termites, carpet beetles, cockroaches, carpenter ants and cigarette beetles these insects are only general types that have various family members some causing more damage than others each should be dealt with in specific ways flies and spiders need this additional comment they leave behind acidic bits of excrement these familiar fly speck effect that can damage furniture finishes paintings and other surfaces and I find these quite prevalent on uh, when I see 18th-century gilded frames that come in, particularly from, uh, from foreign countries. Um, the fly specks are phenomenal. They, they, they literally burn the acid. The acidic nature burns right through the surface of the gilding. Infestations of both flies and spiders can be reduced by the use of no-pest strips. Hung in an attic window, there are two types of pests seems to congregate there. A no-pest strip soon demonstrates its effectiveness. Please, uh, you know, uh, just listen to a later episode and you're going to see more about the uh, safety practices using these trips. Um, So if your collection infestation problems go beyond one or two pieces of furniture or one or two unwanted intruders, I recommend that you get in touch with an exterminator experienced in treating museum collections. Avoid those who apply a liquid directly to the object. And do not simply pick an exterminator out of the telephone book. Check with local or regional museum staff to see whether they can recommend a suitable exterminator. So, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, signing out. Thanks for listening.